Lord, we thank you tonight. Give all the glory and all the praise for another opportunity in your presence. Tonight, Lord, we thank you as you unveil the truth that is in your word to us in Jesus' name. Let your name alone be praised forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Tonight we we are continuing our series on um, on the uncommon faith. Uncommon faith. Um, uncommon faith. So we're looking at uh, this is part three. Uh, tonight we'll be looking at the bulldog faith. We're going to look at the bulldog faith. Of, uh, okay, this is for those who don't have the phone. Okay. Common faith. Uh, so, um, we're looking at the bulldog faith. And the name is very funny, it's very interesting. Uh, because it's a name that is associated with a dog. You know. It's associated with a dog, so we anyway, let's go quickly to uh, our text. Uh, so I'll read that before we start uh, getting help. So let's go to First John chapter four. First John chapter four. Um, verse five, four. Um, First John chapter five, rather. Verse, verse four and five. First John chapter five. Four and five. First John chapter five, verse four and five. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Okay. I might go back to my normal Bible. This one is uh, it's a little bit big. and uh, uh, It said, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Um, so now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Uh, so... Mm-hmm. 
and the first John five verse four says, "The faith that overcomes the world, this is victory. Mm-hmm. I will overcome the world even our faith." Mm-hmm. Uh, so we know that uh, faith overcomes. Uh, the faith that we are talking about tonight, the uncommon faith, the bulldog faith, is the faith that overcomes. Uh, it's the faith that overcomes. Amen. And that's exactly what we're looking at tonight. A faith that overcomes. A faith that does not give up. Hallelujah. Um, so, let's go through what we did last week. So, as as good, good students. Yeah. Uh, let's go through what, what we did last week. Alright, so who can, uh, who can just give us like a summary? A summary. Uh, just a summary of what we talked about last week. Mm. What was the topic? Hmm. Students. I think uh, I need to send you. I need to send you to um, what's the name of this uh, this place? I send you to Berean. Every one of you go and stay there for six months. So you be like the Berean Christians. Okay, yeah. What was it? We talked about how everyone had was given the same measure of faith. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, we talked about everyone starting with the same measure of faith. So when you see somebody say, ah, powerful man of faith, he started with the same measure. We all started with the same measure. We, st- we all started with the same <laughs> So we all started with the same measure of faith. Amen. And, uh, and so we need to look at that. And I said uh, that it's important for us not to remain at, this, at that level. Uh, and I said just as, you know, um, if you don't exercise your muscles, you go flabby. Uh, the same way, if our faith is not exercised, if we don't uh, read the word of God, and I find out that it's not even only just hearing the word. Uh, it says, it says, faith cometh by hearing. Romans 10, verse 17. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word. So there's the hearing of hearing the word, and there's the hearing from God. So you, apart from you listening to the word of God, there's also the hearing. Uh, what built faith is the Rema. When God told Abraham, Abraham, Leave your kindred, leave your father, mother, you know, whatever, your father's house, and go to a place I'll show you. God spoke to Abraham. It wasn't only that Abraham was listening to a sermon on Sunday afternoon, and then he heard uh, a small still voice. It was direct. So as we studied the Word of God, as we listened to uh, messages, maybe on YouTube or whatever, um, uh, you know, podcast, whatever it is, we must be on the lookout for God to speak to us. Because when, when something jumped at you from the pages of the Bible, it becomes a rema. And when, when you receive that revelation, nobody can, will be able to tell you, no, you have not heard. In fact, the way, the word, the way you will be moved by that revelation, 
there will be no doubt in your heart whatsoever. It's different from when somebody is saying it. But when God speaks to you direct, you have no choice. But to, you'll be moved by that word. And you know what? God will be glorified. Because God will back up his word. Isaiah chapter 55 says that clearly. Isaiah 55 verse 8 to 10. God said that um, the same way that when rain falls from the sky, mm-hmm. it doesn't you know, go back. The same. He said, the word that goes out of his mouth will not return to him void. He must come back with results. So anytime God speaks to us through his word, uh, there's, there's going to be a result. And that is the reason why we cannot sit still. Amen. When God spoke concerning these mandates, I could not sit still. I became restless. You know, everything around me felt so tight and squeezed. And I was telling my wife this morning, this evening, that it's important that we hear God. But when you hear God, no man will be able to tell you otherwise. No man will be able to talk you out of it. No matter how much they, they try to, nobody will be able to talk you out of it. But if you don't hear God, it's a different story. Hallelujah. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So we must strive to hear from God. And that's the way that our measure of faith will be increased. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Say here, the word of God works only as you work it. Mm-hmm. Your faith is only as big as you are willing to take responsibility for its development. What are you doing to grow in your faith? There's only one way to grow your faith, and that is by the word of God. Your exposure to the word of God will determine your revelation. And your revelation will determine your exploits of faith. Your revelation will determine your exploit of faith. That's why you can hold on one word. And that one word will run riot in your life for the next 10 years. For the next 40 years. One word. One encounter with God. Will change the trajectory of your life. Just one word. Abraham, leave. One word. And through you I will... Through you, I will bless nations. Nations will come out of you. From one word, there was multiplication. In blessing, I will bless you. In multiplying, I will multiply thy seed. So there was progression. From Abraham to Isaac to Jacob. Jacob now, who didn't even look like was going to become anything. What happened? Because the word lighted on Jacob. What happened? Jacob became a nation. The nation of Israel today that we're talking about. And, and we need to see that possibility in ourselves. Daniel chapter 11 verse 32 says, B, said those who know their God shall be strong and they shall do exploits. How do we know God? It's through his word. Amen. Hallelujah. For example, now, if I hear your voice and I'm used to your voice, without seeing you, I will say, that is so-so person coming. How do I identify you? By your voice. How do you identify somebody who is walking with God? Is you hear the voice of God. Because the voice of God is the cure for the doubts of life. When you hear the voice of God, your life will never remain the same again. Hallelujah. 
Alright, quickly we'll go now. So uncommon faith, uh, one thing with this is that uncommon faith is now. Most of the time when we talk about faith, we talk about faith in the future. You know, we talk about faith in the future. You know, people say, oh, I'm, I have faith for, you know, I have faith. Yeah, 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 I have faith. And when we talk about faith, most of the time we talk about the future. Like something that is not going to happen now. You know, we talk about faith as in the future. But Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, now faith is. So faith is now. Faith is now. The moment, and that's why the Bible says, once we pray, we believe that we receive what we have asked for, and we shall have it. Because if we don't believe, what's the point of praying? And that is how also faith. God, will, you know, Bible, says, you know, um, is it? Uh, it was um, uh, David who said, "He said God has spoken once, twice have I heard that power belongs to God." That was David. I think it's uh, Psalm sixty-two, verse eleven. He said, "God has spoken once, twice have I heard that power belongs to God." Because the the the, the voice of God is like, you know, it it thunders. So when you hear God speak, there's no way. So and we whatever we say we have faith in is in the word of God. And when we say we have faith, faith is now. Because if if it's not now, it is not faith. Faith is now. The manifestation might not necessarily be immediately, but faith is now. Because if you don't believe at the point that you say you have faith, then it won't deliver unto you eventually. Whether now or tomorrow. Or two days from now, or one month from now, if you don't have faith now, it's not going to deliver unto you. Faith is always in the present tense and never tomorrow. Faith is grasping or taking hold of the unrealities of hope and bringing them into the realm of reality. You take it from the unreality and you bring it to reality. That's what God did. God said, let, the Bible says in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth and the earth was without form and void. Genesis chapter uh, 1. And then what happened? You know, the spirit of the Lord went to, was off, on the surface of the water, was brooding over it, and God said, let there be light. Or God said, light be. And there was light. But I want you to know that God already pictured order even before he saw that chaos. If he did not have faith, for the light, the light will not come. It wasn't like when God, God was now scratching his head. So what do we do now? What do we do now? Ah, now all this confusion now. This thing doesn't take shape. Ah, what do we do now? No. And that is why today is Wednesday. If God said today is Thursday, it will be Thursday. <laughs> I'm telling you. That's why Joshua can tell the, the sun to stand still, the moon, not to move. And the Bible says it did not move. That's faith. Faith. And so we need to understand this thing so that, you know, all these religious uh, uh, talk, uh, you know, the Lord will deliver us from them. The answer to what we need exists in the world now. They are not going to write another Bible for you tomorrow. What you need now is right in the Word of God now. Now we need to get, get take over, take hold of it. You know, I was sharing with my wife today that 
you know, 31 days ago, so God said to me uh, to go, you know, to, to just kind of change my routine and, you know, have a kind of, and he gave me, I was showing her this, this afternoon, uh, the thing God told me to be doing from 5 a.m. to, you know, to certain time of the day, to 12 noon. And, and I discovered the benefits. Okay, it, it ended yesterday, November 20th. Today is the 21st. I was telling her that I don't think I'm changing that routine. Nobody can tell me to change. I'm not changing it. Of course, there will be some adjustment that, you know, as things changes and all that. But there will still be some of it. Those five major things. No. No. You know, there's a little bit of revolution going on right now, you know, all over, you know, what God is doing amazing things. Where, you know, God providing billions to, to build structures and things happening all over the place. And you see how these people started. And you know that it was faith. Faith produced all that we are seeing. And God is not a respecter of persons. The only thing is that we need to take responsibility and work it. We'll look back six months from now, we'll be shocked. If we can be dedicated and committed to God, to the word of God, we'll be shocked at how God will change our level. We're hearing the story of somebody who was earning 30,000 naira. And within a short time, that's less than $100. And within, it wasn't even a long time, started counting in hundreds of thousands. Because God just changed the story. You know what the woman did? The woman just packed herself, went to like church, sat in church, got a tape recorder, was listening to, she got hold of a, of a, of a message that was preached. And she was listening, that was the area of challenge for her. She was listening to it until it entered. When the word entered into her, the lights produced what you desire of God. Without cutting corners, without soliciting, God opened doors. Even the man of God said, he has never. <laughs> he said, in my many, many years of ministry, I have never seen somebody that dedicated. That kind of result. All was dedication. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. There's no scarcity. God is not limited. God is not limited at all. Whatever is not manifesting in our life is because we have not worked it. Mm-hmm. We have not worked it. Agreed. I find out that um, you know when Jesus Christ went to the temple and all that, and he took the uh, the book, the um, and and he began to he began to read, read, and he said to them, he said, "This day, this day is fulfilled before your eyes." So. There are things written about you in the volume of the book. So we need to go to God. Everything that is written about us in this book, we need to engage it. I'm telling you. Because when we engage this, the word of God, when we get really into the word of God, sincerely get into the word of God, I'm telling you, our lives will change. Our lives will change for good. Hallelujah. Faith is the raw material that produces the manifestation of what we desire to see in the natural. Faith produces. It's the raw material that produces what we desire to see in the natural. 
Everything God will do, He has already done. This Bible is not like a, a book that they say volume 1, volume 2, volume 3. <laughs> it's, it's written. If it is written, like I always say, if it is written, it is legal. Everything. So my own assignment, your own assignment now is to say, Lord, everything that is written in this book concerning me, open my eyes to see it. And as you begin to locate it, is it finance? Is it your spiritual capacity? Is it honor? Is it wisdom? Whatever it is, is here. But we just need to spend time in the Word. No matter how busy we are, we still eat. We still find time to eat. Have you ever seen somebody, ah, I'm so busy, I cannot even eat. Do you still eat? Why, why will you eat? Because you know that you need food to, to, be, to stay alive. You need water to stay alive. So you will still drink. But do we still drink from the word of life? Do we still eat from the bread of life? Hallelujah. Faith is the parent force of all that exists. Everything that we see around us came by faith. Hebrews 11 verse 3. Can we read that? Everything that we see. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. So that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Hallelujah. All right, let me read the Amplified Version of that. It says, By faith we understand that the words during the successive ages were framed, fashioned, put in order, and equipped for their intended purpose by the word of God, so that what we see was not made out of things which are visible. What we see was made out of that which was not visible. What we see were made out of that which was not visible. Hope says, I might have it someday. Uncommon faith says, I see it now. I take it now. I have it now. I see it now. I take it now. I have it now. Not tomorrow. Not you know, a week from now. Not a month from now. I, want, I have it now. I take it now by faith. It's mine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So uncommon faith is now. So quickly, let's go to the Buddha faith, which is the, the focus of tonight. The Buddha faith addresses the aggressive nature of faith. Faith is not passive. Faith is aggressive. Faith is not passive. You know, that's what the Bible says. He said, the man of the spirit, you don't know where it's going or where it's coming from. It doesn't stand still. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's, a man of faith is is on the move. It's on the move. So faith is aggressive. Buddha faith is aggressive form of faith. And if you don't have, if your faith is not aggressive, ah, it will not deliver to you the way you want. We need to have a Buddha faith. When the bulldog, when he put his jaw. Or his teeth bite into something, it doesn't let go. Me, anytime I see a bulldog, even when I'm walking on the road, I just 
you know, kind of, I, I don't go too close. Because they can attack you unprovoked. I'm telling you. Oh, if, if you see a bulldog in action, you don't want to go near even a little one of the bulldog. Just like the bulldog, aggressive faith is never passive. It takes no for an answer. Never backs down or quit. When it, the bulldog bites, it locks its jaws and won't let go. Let's read Hebrews 10, 38 to 39. But there's something I want to say. There's a story I was listening this morning to a podcast. And I heard the story of this man who, you know, in a place in, uh, in the western part of, uh, of Africa. He, he, he was climbing like a tree, a palm tree. And then he fell. And then he hurt his uh, spine. And so, of course, he couldn't walk. Uh, by himself anymore, so he ended up being um, he ended up being on a um, um, in a wheelchair, and then there was uh, a crusade in the in the in the in the in the town where he was, and the the the, the pastor came to do the crusade. Um, you know, eventually during that crusade, ministered to him, so he gave his life life to Jesus, became born again. And then he got a tape. And that tape, you know, he began to listen to it. As a matter of fact, they gave up on him. They actually left him to, to die. Anytime they remember him, they go and, you know, give him something to eat. He became an invalid. The mom even gave up on him, the mother. So he was listening to that tape over and over again. And his faith grew one day because he heard that it was a T.L. Osborne's faith. Because he heard that, ah, if you have faith, that you can speak to anything and it will answer. He spoke to his spine. He spoke to his spine for the spine to come together for every part of his body that he wants to walk again. I want to be normal. Miraculously, he stood up from the go heal them. He started running. <laughs> when he ran into the village because they abandoned him somewhere, when he ran in there, they saw him, they started running. They thought he was a ghost. They thought he had died, that he was as good as I was running. They started running, started running after them. So eventually, when they stopped, he now told them the story of what just, what just happened to him. Of course, you can imagine. You can imagine how you begin to lead people to, to Jesus. Even just by that encounter. There is nothing faith cannot do. Hallelujah. So we, we, we cannot give up uh, in our faith. Let's read um, Hebrews 10, 38 to 39. Hey. Right. Are we there? He said, now the judge shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. We do not draw back. We do not give up. Even when it looks like nothing is happening, we do not give up. 
Hallelujah. We do not give up. We do not give up. Let's look at the attribute of the, of the bulldog faith. Number one, a bulldog is stubbornly aggressive, persistent, and determined. Like I said, you see, even if you see a little bulldog, little tiny one, like a baby one, don't go too close. And one thing I notice with bulldog is that, you know, there are some dogs when you try to, you know, kind of do like you are trying to just, you know, scare them away. You know, there's the other dog, they will just back. The bulldog will not. If you charge towards the bulldog, the bulldog will charge, charge back at you like, Bring it on, let's do it. Come on, let's do it. No matter how tiny it is, try it. It will come after you. <laughs> so they are very aggressive. And that is how our faith should be. God, you could see that it was bulldog faith that God exercised at the beginning. Let there be. He didn't try to analyze the situation, you know, like we would do. Uh, and what did the doctor say? Uh, okay, so doctor said, ah, it is not possible. Okay, yeah, all right. So that means, oh, so they said you are going to be on the medication for six months. Oh, okay. Well, it's okay. At least you just take the medication. It's all right. You'll be fine. Say, whose report will you believe? We believe in the report of the Lord. Second Timothy 4, verse 7. Second Timothy four verse seven. Yeah, if you're there you can read. Thank you. See? That was Paul there. Say he kept the faith, he fought a good fight. He finished the race, he kept the faith. What does it mean to keep the faith? I did not give up on my faith. The faith. I push it to the very end. I did not give up. Number two, attributes of a bulldog. It is a breed of remarkable veracity, courage, and tenacity of grip. That's how, that's all this things is what our faith should be like. If you, honestly, if you, I mean, just look at the case of uh, Moses. When God spoke to him, when he had the bonny bush experience, and God said, God, he said, I've made you a God to Pharaoh. So Moses did not go to Pharaoh like, a Mos- like Moses. Remember the same Moses ran away from Pharaoh because he thought Pharaoh was going to kill him, and he was going to kill him, really. But when Moses, when Pharaoh, even when Pharaoh saw Moses, the, <laughs> the next time he saw him, after 40 years, he knew that uh, there's a transformation. <laughs> there's a change. Moses went as a God. And that is how you should appear to every situation, as a God. He said, I've made you a God to Pharaoh. So he went as a God to Pharaoh. So when the bulldog comes, the bulldog doesn't come like, I'm, I'm joking with you. Bulldog come, I am ready to finish you. I've come to grab what is mine and I'm not going to let go until I grab what is mine. Now, I always tell people, you know, sometimes people call you, 
the call pastor on the phone and they are crying and all that. It's okay to cry, but when you finish crying, wipe your tears and do the right thing. Because the crying is not going to produce the result. The woman of the issue of blood, when she lost everything, there was no record that even her her husband was there to console her. There was no record there was any family member there. There was no record that there was any prayer group that she belonged to. But the woman said, if only I can touch the hem of his garment, that is good of faith. That woman wasn't joking. Because in those days, if they catch you that you are, even as a woman that you are having monthly this thing, you cannot even touch because they believe anything you touch is unclean. So for her to even get into the crowd, knowing her case was known all over. She overcome the, she overcame the shame. She overcame the possibility that they could have killed her. She didn't even think about all that. All she was after was that, I am going to touch the hem of her garment. She had touched the hem of Jesus' garment several times. By revelation. Before she even went and did it physically. You know, my wife was saying that uh, the way people put a demand on the word of God back home in Nigeria, we see it in Africa, some, you know, part of Africa, we see how people in their thousands and they put a demand on the word of God. And we see from the level they are and you see the transformation that takes place in their life. And I said to her, I said, it will begin to happen here now that we are here. Because we will teach the word of God until the result manifests in our lives. Because the word works. It might take a while, but it works. And the result we speak for generations. There, was a, there were a group of people, about 120 um, healing evangelists. They met with uh, Kenneth Higgins many, many years ago. So, you know, they met with him. And, and he said to them, he said, he said, you can continue because they were just doing healing. They weren't teaching the word. And he said to them, he said, I will, you keep your healing. I will keep my word. And let's see the one that will outlast the other one. Do you know that? Some of them ended up going back into business. Some of them even completely, you know, just faded away. But Kenetegi endured for years until he passed. And we're still talking about Kenetegi today. The word. The word speaks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number three attribute of the, uh, of the Buddha, its jaw protrudes and its nose is indented in order to bite down on something and keep breathing until that thing is completely dead. So even when it bites, the nose is bent in a way that it will still be able to breathe. So that if it's biting on something, the body of that thing does not block its nose. You know, when the nose is blocked, then they can give up. So it does not. And that is mean you position yourself in such a way that you receive so much conviction from the word of God in such a way that even when people tell you, oh, no, this thing is not going to work, you say, no, this, it will work. You know the, the challenge that we have? We apply a little bit of pressure and then we give up. We just apply a little bit of pressure. We're believing God for something. And even we see that, even in the secular, even in life people who don't know God, they stay at whatever they are doing, they are consistent at it until they have the result. Mm-hmm. I was reading the story of, uh, the, yeah, <laughs> I was reading the story of, um, 
of the uh, the the guy who who funded uh, Hershey's uh, chocolate. Do you know how many times he started? I think he started about three different stores, and they all closed down in different cities before he finally succeeded. Even um, Disney, that everybody goes to now. Do you know how many times Disney failed before he succeeded? But faith does not fail. Faith does not fail. Like a number four, like a bulldog, we buy that on the word of God and refuse to let go until we get the desired result. Let's go. Uh, Matthew 11, verse 12. And then we have a bulldog faith confession. Matthew 11, verse 12. Are we getting something out of it? So I want us to go home tonight and really, really let's go bulldog. Let's go bulldog on the enemy. Let's go bulldog on our dreams and say, hey, this is it. I'm not joking anymore. That the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing. And forceful men lay hold of it. So, forceful men lay hold of it. And from the day of John the Baptist until the present time, the kingdom of heaven has endured violent assault, and violent men seize it by force. As a precious price, a share in the heavenly kingdom is sought with most ardent zeal and intense exertion. Pressure. They put pressure. They apply pressure. Until they get it, it's not. You know, it, it's. Uh, I don't know. It's. Uh, I was talking to the senior this this morning, and I said to them, I said, some of you, 30, 40 years ago, what was the most important thing to you? Your house, your car. You can't even drive now. I look at them. I said, a lot of you now, you can't even drive. Some of them, some of them have lost them, and they don't even know whether they once had a house or not. The same house they worked so hard to buy. Some of them even sold those houses, and that's what they are using to pay for where they are staying right now. They don't even have control over how their money, the money they worked for and saved up, is even being spent. And I know of a man who is over a hundred years old who is still holding crusades. Mm. Can you see the difference? Faith. Over a hundred years old, still holding crusades, still standing and preaching for one hour. But some people, even at the age of 40, they are already shutting down. <laughs> yes. Let's go to Mark 11, 22 to 24. Mark 11, 22 to 24. So Jesus answered and said to them, mm. Have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed 
and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. He will have whatever he says, yes. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So, that's, thank you. That's the end of the story. Whatever thing you ask when you pray, believe you receive and you have them. Ask that you have received it. You know? One thing I'm learning now is even I'm learning now I'm learning to talk less now. Because you see, sometimes we talk too much and we even talk ourselves out of our blessings. Seriously, we do. Because it's like in your mind you don't come out to say it, but in your mind you are just going over and over and over again. And it's like you are trying to explain how God would do it, and you are trying to explain and evaluate how God would do it. It's none of your business how God would do it. Your own part is to believe. His own part is to do. You say what the world says and shut up. And that's it. And allow God to breathe on the word and bring it to pass. Just, Lord, thank you because it is done. Thank you because it is done. Can you imagine building something that, let's say, 500 to 800 million dollars and not taking one offering. A church. There was no special building fund. Everybody started giving. There was no loan from any bank. And what do you have here when churches want to build even if just a 2,000 seater auditorium? They will go and line up and be begging the bank to give them money. Who said that it is true mortgage that you will buy a house? <laughs> eh? Boy, because you see, you know, I was thinking about it today. You know, you know, you see people they're driving a brand new car, and when you find out this on finance. Where is it written in the Bible that thou shalt go to the bank to borrow money to buy a car? It's not written. He said, thou shalt not borrow, but we we lend to nations. Mm -hmm. Why? Because the borrower is servant to the lender. Mm -hmm. And because you cannot serve two masters. Because you'll be loyal to one and then you'll be disloyal to the other one. You cannot serve God and serve mammon. When I was growing up, there was nothing like anybody going to borrow money from the bank. People bought their car for cash. People bought, they built their houses. It might take them a little while to finish it, but they built their house and they were in no way in anybody. Some people, they will make uh, the brick. They make 100 brick uh, this month. Make another 50, uh, you know, another two weeks. And they finish building the house. But what do we have today? Is it not the same Bible? It's producing results for some people. God is no respect of person. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's get in the word. Let's allow God to do what he has promised that he would do. Galatians 6 verse 9. Galatians 6 9. And then we'll take the last one. Now somebody can open to 
Hebrews 10, 23 too. So we'll take Galatians 6, 9 first, and then we'll take Hebrews 10, 23. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. If, uh, if you have the Amplified, we can read quickly. You have? Okay. So Let us not grow weary or become discouraged from doing good. For at the proper time we will reap if we do not give in. Mm-hmm. What do we do? We will reap if we do not give in. So stop. Let's not give in. Let's not give in. All right. Hebrews, we must be relentless on yielding in our attitude, our words, our thoughts, and actions. It's not like your mouth is saying something else and your body language is saying something else. What he's saying here is that everything, our thought, our action, our word, our deed, our conduct, must line up with the word of God. It's not like uh, your mouth is south and your eyes is north. <laughs> And your thoughts is east. <laughs> and your posture is <laughs> all over the place. Ah, we are believing God. Yeah, we are believing God. Yeah, we are believing God. <laughs> God is not mocked. Hebrews 10 verse 23. Hebrews 10 23. Hallelujah. I want us to go home tonight aggra- you know, aggressive. Uh, three. Ten, two. Let us hold unswervingly mm. to the hope we profess. Mm. For he who promised is faithful. You see? Let's hold. What does it mean to hold? Like the bulldog. Just grab it, grip it, and not let go. Mm. I remember Brother David when he was to go to uh, a new school. And he said to them, he said, he just said it. He thought, maybe he thought he just said it. And he said, oh, I wish they can have a soccer team. And I found out that they had a girl soccer team for some years now. But he said, I wish they have a, a soccer team for boys. Guess what? They started. It started because God, somebody spoke. One of my mentors said, one of the reasons why some of us, we don't even believe the word of God. is because we are careless with our own words. Too. Mm. We are careless with our own words. So our word does not carry weight. But from tonight, God is going to begin to change that. In the name of Jesus. We will not be careless with our words. Our words will carry weight. So that it will be, it will be much easier for us to believe the word of God. Do you know that every, behind every scripture is the voice of God? Behind every scripture, God breathes upon every word that we are reading in the Bible. It's not just ordinary print. The voice of God is behind it. If you hear God speak to you now, will you believe it or not? So every time you read the Bible, you are, you are, it's like God is speaking to you. His voice is behind every word of scripture. Hallelujah. Conclusion, what God has so wonderfully given to us by his grace, we forcefully take and keep with our boot of faith. We'll keep it. We'll keep it. So let's take our boot of faith confession. In the name of Jesus, I make a quality decision to live by boot of faith. I take hold 
of every faith project. I receive them all completed ahead of schedule. I refuse to quit. I refuse to let go. I refuse to give up. I have fully persuaded faith. My faith is aggressive, persistent, and determined. What God has promised, He is able to perform. I see it. I take it. I have it. This is the victory that conquers the world. Even my bulldog faith. In Jesus' name. Amen.